What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The best sports show in New Mexico. For five years running. It's the OD and the AM with Jeff Symbietta and J.J. Bach. Well, that wasn't the script, was it? Not how that was supposed to go. You're right 19th. You're rolling. You're, you've won five in a row. You've been beating people up. And in comes Max Rice. And it was Minute Rice. Instant Ready Rice. And, uh, man, whatever, whatever shooting slump that guy might have been in, he is in it no longer. The elixir to Max Rice's problems is the Lobos. Career high 35 for the Boise State sharpshooter. Broncos get out of the pit last night. 86-78 over the Lobos. Good morning to you and a merry Thursday. Opening drive, Jeff Symbieta, J.J. Buck, D.C. How you living? What it do? Well, this one was a bit of a surprise to the people there. I, uh, first thing, uh, your guy Aiden, the uh, what do you call him? The guy that's following you around that's shading. Is he an intern? Is he a shadow? What what? What, what, how do you refer to the young fellow that's been kicking around here that I found in the lobby this morning? He is an intern. All right, the intern. First thing he said this morning, I can't believe the Lobos lost. This. And I think that's how Lobo fan feels. And I said, why can't you believe? Well, we were ranked 19th, and it was in the pit. And if that's what you're relying on, that's what this league is about. For whatever reason, and, and I've watched this for years, Boise State plays well in the pit. They do. They rise to the occasion, especially Max Rice is he's ready for the big moment. He was last night, and we had the conversation yesterday, and we brought up you know, Kyle Shanahan's comments on his San Francisco 49ers about close games. Close games. And, hey, there, sometimes you go through stretches where you're just blowing people off the bill. It was an unexpected stretch for the Lobos when you look at winning five straight games, which included San Diego State and Utah State, by 20 points per game. And so you get caught up in it. It's easy to get caught up in the hype, in the momentum, as everyone should have last night. When you go to the pit and the Lobos are 11.5-point favorites over Boise State, but then it's, all right, how do you respond when it's not one of those games? And for the Lobos, there's a lot of frustrating things that Boise State caused, but they were a team that, during the streak, they didn't look anything like that team last night. The Lobos. The Lobos. So they didn't turn Boise State over like they've been turning other teams over. The Broncos only turned the ball over 11 times, and the Lobos only had four steals. The Lobos have been creating turnovers with steals and getting points off of those turnovers. How many points did they have off of turnovers last night? Six. It's not the way. To your point, they got out-rebounded last night. 41-33, Boise State. Boise State came in, and they're big. Ogbo was really good, but Stanley up front was terrific. Degenhart's always been a problem for New Mexico. And so they came in. Boise State shot a decent percentage, 48.5%. And then there was Max Rice. And the stuff that he was throwing in, J.J., especially in the second half, beating the shot clock and just chucking balls from all over the pit floor, uh, Max Rice was the difference. I mean, it's easy. It's just a career-high 35. I think he had 24 in the second half. And you had no answer for a, a guy who 
just was feeling it last night. 7 of 14 from three-point land, 12 of 20 overall. He had five rebounds to go with a couple of steals and an assist. He turned it over twice. And, I mean, the, the one guy was the difference last night, don't you think? And one guy was absolutely the difference. And then also what Boise State was able to do is the Lobos weren't able to find a rhythm when they weren't speeding the game up, weren't getting the turnovers. I didn't like the way the offense looked last night. I know they, they scored 78 points, but I, th- I thought they settled for way too many a jumpers. Lot, a lot of one passing and in a jacket, yeah. That's a credit to Boise State's size and Boise State's defense. And there's moments where this team, and we saw it against UNOV the first game in Vegas, where they can just kind of go into a shell against length and physical teams. And they did that last night. And, yeah, Donovan didn't went off and, and was getting his going to, going to the rim. Whenever he wanted. At will. Yeah. But some things were just off. And, and that's the, the frustrating thing. Is Yeah, so after the game, Richard was like, he was lost. We feel good where we're at right now. We get back to work. But to be home and then still have a question of, oh, how do we play better half-court defense? How do we play better defense when we're not <laughs> turning teams over? But that's what now they have to focus on as they get ready for Wyoming. They have uh, extra time to prepare with no game this weekend. Open date of this weekend. They will not play this weekend. They'll be in Laramie next Tuesday. And it won't be an 8 o'clock game either. When I could have used the 8.30 game when I'll be on the East Coast, when, when that actually would have worked for me by the time I get in and land. And um, But it, whatever. It's not about me. Uh, but they'll play Wyoming. So, um, all right, here we go. Global fam, Rich Patino says, I like where we are. You should. You're six and three. You're a game and a half out of first place in the Mountain West. You, for the most part, held serve at home. You got beat last night by Boise State, who's now climbed over you into second place in the conference standings. You're six and three overall. You are one, uh, one and a half games out, and you are eighteen, uh, eighteen four overall, six and three in league play. Had last night. I, by the way, Dent was terrific. D- Dent creates, and, and I think he he. He's a guy that, J.J., I really believe loves making the great pass, looks to be pass first. But last night, whenever he wanted to get to the rim, he got to the rim. He was 12 of 18 shooting last night. Donovan Den had a career-high 31 points last night, two assists. And the Lobos only had nine assists on 27 baskets last night, which, again, kind of not exactly what they've been doing over the last five games. Um, but a lot of that was Dent taking the ball to the hole. Um, it, Toppin had 15 rebounds to go with eight points, and I thought he was he was good. Uh, cold shooting night for for Jalen House, two of 15, and now he had 12 points. You had three Lobos and double figures. I thought Dent was terrific last night. Dent was awesome, but it, it's also one of those things that if your opponents and if Donovan Dent scoring 30 points, you're going to like your chances because that means the Lobos aren't playing offense. doing what they want to do. Yeah. Having him like, distribute and getting the if, if Dent is attacking the basket, getting you buckets, and you, you saw during that stretch is he was scoring like 15, 10, 11. Right. In that Everybody area. Everybody was right in that, that, that 12 yeah. to 17 range. And that, I think game of Boise State, you're like, all right, Donovan, you finished. You had some unbelievable finishes at the rim. Yeah. That's fantastic. But they needed it. They, they did. They but, needed it. You know, Amseel was what? He had mm-hmm. six. You got, you got nine points off your bench. Mm-hmm. House was having an sh- off-shooting night. He was 2 for 15. Mashburn was 6 for 15. They think, weren't getting yeah. the ball inside. I, I think the biggest thing that surprised me is, is how they looked defensive and they could not rebound the basketball. Got out-rebounded by 41-33 margin. 
offensive rebounds last night for Boise State. They had 13 of them. 17-9 advantage second chance points. Yeah, yeah, it's a big number. Um, you, you mentioned you didn't like the way the offense flowed. Do you think the bigs are getting enough touches in the half-set offense? Well, Do not you, if you look last night. and Well, they had nine shots nine total shots between combined. the two of them. Yeah. Do you, do you think it needs to go through them more? I mean, look, this, this no. is a guard, guard-based guard offense, right? And, and and this is, and I, I think I might agree with you. Yeah, it, it, this is what they've been doing. They won without going through the post. Um, so I don't think they need to change it. I think I agree with you. I mean, the question's there to be asked, but I think I think the answer is no. They just didn't make shots, right? They didn't make enough shots. They shot, what, 41% last night. Uh, Mashburn, 6 of 15, he had 14 points. So, Lobo fan, you were up late last night. You watched the Boise State Broncos come in. And how do you feel? Now it's the open spot in the schedule, and you'll go to Laramie. By the way, teams are losing at Laramie. Cowboys are not a bad team. They are 5-3 and three in league. They beat Nevada up there. They have won four of their last five. Who they beat? Well, I don't know. Fresno State, Nevada. They lost to San Diego State in San Diego. Beat Colorado State up there. 79-76. I still don't know how Colorado State lost that game. And I've watched the ending of that game. I've right. watched it on bad beats. And you just eat the 11 points with a minute 10 left. Is that right? I, I didn't see any of that. Colorado State was up 11 with a minute and 10 seconds left. And Wyoming got them. And that's the border war up there, man. That that, that means so much to those people. That's the border war up there. Um, they will, will Wyoming, they'll be at UNLV uh, this weekend. And then home for the Lobos. As for New Mexico, so January is over. It is now February 1. By the way, happy February. Welcome to the second month of the year. So, JJ, you said they needed to go, what, 7-2 and two in the month? They went 6-3. and three. Yeah. You okay with that? I'm okay with that, given what we've seen from everyone else in this league. All right, here's what's coming at you. You go to Laramie next Tuesday. Next weekend, that UNLV team who beat you there comes in. The weekend after that, or the week after that, you go to Reno on Tuesday, San Diego on Friday. Two road games. Come home for Colorado State, the team that beat you. Then you get Air Force. Then you got to go back up to Boise, Fresno at home, and you'll end up in Logan. Logan, Utah State's in first place with one loss. So that's where we are, a Lobo fan. Uh, the final number last night, late in the pit, 86-78. How do you feel? 505 is how to get here today. You can help us. My voice is a little shot today. How you feeling? A uh, little roadie yesterday. Ladies were winners on the road yesterday in San Jose. Feeling good. It was good day. Go get the dub. Went by double digits in back-to-back road games at Air Force at San Jose State. And it was a perfect time to stack some W's together because UNLV, who won at Wyoming last night, 8-1 and one in Mountain West play, is coming for revenge on Saturday at the pit. Saturday could be fun. What time What time's that game at the pit? 2 p.m. Yeah, that, that's kind of, uh, and that could be fun because you got their attention. If you're yes. in New Mexico, you got UNLV's attention. They had been rolling through everybody, and then you went into their place. Not only did they not lose, you went into their place and beat them there. And so I, I, I think Saturday at the pit is going to be something with uh with, with UNLV coming in, I got this before we got off the air yesterday. It says, Jeff, uh, it's from Maurice. Why are the Lobos playing at noon on Wednesday? I can't watch that. Like you, I'll be in a big business meeting. Are they going to get any real fans or just a bunch of screaming kids? 
supposed to be a kids' day game, but they canceled it. They canceled the kids' day? Mm-hmm. So they just had an empty gym? Just a couple hundred people. Yeah. Over under my 125. I think it went over. And officially, or did you count? It was I'm close. Just, it, it was close. It was right at the number. Yes. All right. 505-246-0610. Jerry Palm from CBS Sports will be with us. That's at 830 this morning. Going to talk to Jerry about his latest bracket, where he see his team, one of the, well, the number one team in the country. Or, it, it, Purdue's still number one, right? Um, they had no number two, number two. They had a hold on yesterday. They almost got beat in the Big Ten. They had to go overtime. We'll talk to him about the state of college basketball, where it is, latest bracketology with CBS Sports. Jerry Palm. That will be at eight thirty this morning. Let's talk about the next step with Dak. What do you do? Because. All of a sudden, Dak is like the hot topic. The big quarterback. Is there going to be a quarterback carousel? And we'll hear from Richard Pitino a little bit later in the show from last night's postgame. It's the opening drive. I want to hear from you this morning, February 1st, on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal, your home for Super Bowl 50. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Late night at the pit. How you feeling? Happy February. It is the month of love. I feel like with my voice today, I feel like we're doing smooth jazz here on KNML. Yeah. Welcome to February, the month of love. Smooth jazz in the morning. Uh, no, <clears throat> that's not how it's supposed to be, though, right? Uh, 86-78. Boise State over the Lobos last night in University Arena. Lobos' first home loss of the season and uh, snaps their five-game win streak in which they had won every game by double digits. Ladies were on the road yesterday. JJ, what was the score of that one? They, they win yesterday at San Jose. 66-54. That sounds right to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know I was there, but... Yeah. Uh, JJ had that call. How many in a row was that for them? Five. Five in a row. Mm-hmm. And Vegas coming in on Saturday. They are rolling. They are seven and two in league. Larry, you want to talk about that? Good morning, Larry. You're on the Sports Animal. Good morning. Let me do that again. Hello, Larry. Okay, I've got you on my I got you on my Bluetooth. Yeah, no, it's good to hear you. What's happening? Hey, fellas. Um, so thanks for taking the call. I have to tell you guys. Um, I, I think I always say this when I call UNLV alum from New Mexico. Um, JJ, I have my hats off to you on that interview with Anaya Ogman before the the game. I was like, you know, I, I want to call you guys almost after every interview you have with these student athletes. A few years ago, you guys had an interview with a young man that. From the, from the football team that on his birthday, his teammates went out with him and handed out water and yeah. and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to got to people in need in the Albuquerque area and and that interview was really powerful and and yesterday JJ that that interview with Anaya was 
it was it was spot on. And and being a Stacy Ogman fan from the nineteen ninety one uh running rebels, I was like, Whoa, this is absolutely rad. So JJ, my hats off to you with that interview with um Anaya Ogman and um what I wanted to say was I was listening to it on Bluetooth yesterday at work. I work in a cubicle area and I had I thought I had it count turned down low where I could listen to the game. And one of my coworkers is like, Man, turn that up. What's the score? Nice. So other people were like we're tuning in to the game. So, I, man, I'm so glad you guys have this app because we're able to follow the Lady Lobos. Um, a couple years ago, when the men weren't doing so well and the ladies were absolutely just ripping, the Lobo Nation from the surrounding area started to show up to Lady Games. And this Saturday, even though my, my heart's with you and LV, man, I'm from here in New Mexico. My little girl's going to graduate with her bachelor's this, this year from the Lobos. I'm a Lobo dad. And this is one of those really fun games that really tears up my heart. I would just ask that Albuquerque and the surrounding area show up this weekend and get behind those Lady Lobos. They have a they have a, an opportunity to to really put a footprint in the Mountain West. And this team is electric, man. They are so disciplined. This coach is finding a way to bring out the very best. And um, man, I just like to get your guys' thoughts on that. And I'd really just I hope Lobo Nation is listening. I know it's really early in the morning, but Hmm. I sure wish people would show up this weekend and support those That's good. those ladies. They are phenomenal student athletes. Larry, appreciate thanks you. Call, no, th- thanks for calling. Thanks for finding the app, and thanks for listening. And that's good stuff. Um, we do have an app. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> um, it, that's that's good. I, I appreciate that. You, that's that's nice yeah. words. I, I, I do appreciate it. the student athletes are awesome. Phenomenally, chance to get an opportunity to speak with them. They've been great conversations, and this team. It is a little bit different than past years about how they've had to grind through things, how they have to play. But every time I, I talk with Coach Bradbury, he says, you know, this group is they're just locked in. And it really doesn't matter what happens. They don't get too high or too low. And, and it was really important with this team because they can get super streaky offensively and it makes things rough. And, and you have to pick it up on the defensive end. You have to be able to grind. There's some moments where you're not shooting well because when, when you think of women's basketball last few years and you think of the team that's running and gunning and shooting threes going you know from Jaden de la Serta right. to the Duff sisters and, and now this year's team well they have VNA Cumber who can hit threes um they're about attacking the basket scoring at the rim getting in the free throw line man being here seven and two with wins overwhelming and UNLV knowing the kind of energy that UNLV is going to play with on Saturday especially after they just won in Laramie last night um it should be an epic day. Anaya Ogman last night, 13, or yesterday afternoon, I should say. Four were Lobos in double figures. Anaya Wilson led the way with 14. And um, in the Lobos win by the score of 65 to 54. Five in a row, and they'll be back home, and and, uh, and you can go out and watch it. It, it. It's really good stuff. Uh, and and I, I, I so enjoy the conversation with the student athletes. Sometimes they're not made as available as I wish they would be. Uh, you know, football was really good with it. We would get one every Thursday to, to have conversations, and I, I know you enjoyed that. And it's not like we're not trying. Um, it, it's something that we, we really like to do, and I, I'm glad you appreciate that. All right, um, there's a lot of talk. You know, Where, where should Justin Fields go? Where, what's going to happen with Dak? Um, <clears throat> Jerry Jones said this week, Dak has done nothing to change my mind about any promise for the future. I think I've said in the deal that we will go as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. And that is how far we went. So my point is that doesn't change. We'll go as far as Dak takes us, end quote. All right, we had, we had a little bit of this conversation. 
he's going to want a number. They're going to have a number. I think he's their quarterback this year. Does he get that that fifty five million dollars? I'm looking. Kirk Cousins is going to get forty five probably yeah. from from Minnesota. I mean, is he better than Kirk Cousins? Should he get more than Kirk Cousins? I think they're very similar quarterbacks. Right. Um, both kind of looking for that one postseason run to really put themselves on the map because they're great regular season quarterbacks. They are. Look at the numbers. Look at what their teams have been able to do when they're healthy. And really for Dallas, I think it's you want to find the happy medium of it's not necessarily getting a discount on Dak Prescott, but I don't think you're looking at a five-year deal. No, I think you're, I, you're looking at more not. like a three-year extension on top of it with you know, a year or two where there might be a team and or, or player option to where Dak can get some good guaranteed money early. But you have to make that adjustment so you can hit this offseason to address other things on the roster, as does any team in this situation with a good quarterback that you don't want to pay great quarterback money to. Um, I, Yeah, I, I think that Jerry's made it pretty clear. He's running this thing back next year. He thinks he's got it figured out. He's running it back with Mike McCarthy. And he's running it back with Dak Prescott. Um, and and then whatever happens, happens after that. What do the Bears do? It, it, it certainly feels like they're shopping Justin Fields. And I heard asking, or well, I heard not necessarily asking price. What they're going to get is a second and a seventh. And that feels cheap. If I am the Steelers. If I am the Raiders, if I am the Falcons, if I am like like the Steelers, the Raiders, the Falcons probably aren't getting one of those top three, right? No. All right. Um, I know people tell me, oh, I don't know if he fits in, in, in Vegas. I think he does really well. Um, Atlanta, oh, all they need is a quarterback. I, I've heard that a zillion times. Didn't the Broncos tell me that when they got <laughs> Russell, Russell Wilson? Ah, oh, they're just a quarterback away. Oh. Um, there's places that for a second and a seventh that I'm going to take a shot on that young man. Now, you've got to make a decision one year in on his fifth-year option, right? Yeah, which to me it's an easy decision. Well, it'll be. When we're, it. when we're talking about handing quarterbacks 45 to $50 million yeah. and you say, oh, we'll pay this guy 24 25 on his fifth-year option. Yeah. For, All right. And you get him for two years. I, I, I want to get into this conversation. Maybe we do it when we get back. And this is going to be kind of up your guys' alley a bit. I think we all believe the Broncos are parting ways with Russell Wilson, right? How does that come back and work? The way that went down, he got back. Yeah. I understand the finance part of it, and I, I see you're really not you're, you're queasy about it back there. But if I'm and, and pick it begin the place I just told you, right? If I'm Pittsburgh, Vegas, Atlanta. Mull this during the break, and let's talk about it when we come back. Do I want Russell Wilson? To me, it's easy. Do I want Justin Fields, or do I kick the tires on Kyler Murray and see if that's available too? 505-246-0610 is the opening drive. Jeff Sabieta, J.J. Buck, and D.C. on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal, your home for Super Bowl 58. Oh, yeah, smooth jazz on a... Thursday morning, snuggle up tight. Happy February. Welcome to the month of love. Smooth jazz on KNML, the sports animal. Bring out the animal in you. Wake up with a little morning. Well, you know. 
the opening drive. Jefferson Bietta, JJ Buck, and DC. <laughs> You're right back there? Uh, <laughs> uh, never mind, afternoon delight. Um, get your morning off to a good start. Hey, um, I got a text that says I would like the Steelers to get Justin Fields. I think he's got a lot of potential, and we need a mobile quarterback, says Eric. I think Justin Fields would be great there. So, um, you're those teams. Who would you rather have? I mean, to me, it's easy. Justin Fields or Russell Wilson. But but I, I know some of you feel totally different on Russell Wilson. Some people feel he, he had a much better season than people think. He was good. Put him in a good situation, and, 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 and he's, he's great. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. I don't know where you guys are. Justin Fields. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with JJ. If, if I'm the Steelers, I'm... I'm going Justin Fields. All right. The only upside on the, on the Russell Wilson thing is they you just pay the veterans minimum. Assuming they cut him, you pay the veterans minimum, and and the Broncos have to pick up the tab. But that's not enough for me. Um, I, here's the other piece. Are you guys convinced the Cardinals are married to Kyler Murray? And 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 would you rather have Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? Kyler Murray. I think I might too. That that's one that, and they've paid the upfront money. Yeah. The Cardinals already have, so they've already taken the hit. There's a contract there, but don't get fooled by by the average number because the Cardinals have paid all that bonus money up front. And so if they're trying to move on and they think they can move up and they can get assets, now I don't think they get into the top three, and so they probably don't get what they want. So so what's their alternative? And that's why they might not be willing to move on from Kyler Murray. But do you start sniffing around there too? Because I think I would rather have Kyler Murray. Now, there's, there's, well, he doesn't study. They had to put in a closet. He's got to you know, study and learn the playbook. I, I, I think I've seen more proof on Kyler Murray than I have Justin Fields. But I don't think it's an easy answer. I, I also think this is hilarious. How many teams want to get rid of good quarterbacks and think like the Cardinals. the rookie options automatically going to be better just because it's a cheaper contract? Totally. It, and. This because, is what's frustrating about it. So we're we're talking we're talking Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray. For what? Like at some point in time, you have to try to build something. Yeah. And Kyler Murray, it feels underwhelming, but he also is coming off a knee injury, and he, he had a redshirt season this year in Arizona, where it feels like they at least have competent coaching. They're comfortable with the staff moving forward have an opportunity to either get him a massive piece on the offensive line or looks like Marvin Harrison Jr., the top receiver in the draft, which is perfect for your quarterback. What are they the, for? The, the Chicago Bears thing is entirely different because it's the second year in a row you have a chance to take what then could be the next top quarterback. And that franchise, yeah, Justin Field is tantalizing, but it, it I think that is a that's a fair conversation of, Four to yeah. five years of Caleb Williams are two of Justin Fields, then his payday. So, a couple of things. I, I don't put Dak in that same bucket. A, because I don't think he's moving. I just don't. I, I and, and B, I've had, what, seven years of, of sample size? I, I know what I've got there. So if you tell me I want to move on from a good quarterback, I, I can listen to you there. But I, I've got to, what am I moving on to? Right? I can't move on to the unknown. Right? So, it... it but I, I, I think Dak's a different conversation. The Bears are the most intriguing to me because of where they sit in draft position, because where they sit with draft capital, 
because of what they got last year by trading the number one and how it completely worked out for them last year. And you got a guy that you've had for, what, three years now in Justin Fields? How are they always picking first, by the way? How are they always at the top of the draft? Well, I know how. Um, so so that one, I, I understand. The Kyler Murray thing in, in Arizona fits the parameters of what you said to me on the surface. I got a good quarterback, a good young quarterback. What am I doing? Why am I moving on? What, what do I think I'm going to get better? I've never felt that there was a synergy between him and that franchise. I've never felt that there was that they've been lock stock there. I've always felt that it was a toleration better than a tol. What, what's between toleration and admiration? I mean, is there something in there? We to- and It's not that they he's, tolerate him, but they don't love him. He's there, so that right? deal. Yeah, an acceptance, right? I, I think on both sides, he's you know this is where I am, and oh, this is who we got. Gosh, he's good. He got us to the playoffs once. I, I I've just never felt that that there was this absolute love and commitment and and yeah dude that's the guy well maybe that's when we look at some of these franchises try to because the the outside narrative is always on to the next quarterback oh bo nix michael Penix, like that's the 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 real conversation for a lot of these teams you're not getting in the top three unless you want to trade your next two years worth of draft picks and these teams that have good quarterbacks like that that we're talking about them yeah like, is that worth it? Look, it's not. The only place to me, well, there's there's maybe three that would be worth trading up and paying that price to get into the top three would be the Raiders, would be the Steelers, it would be the Falcons, and maybe the Broncos. I mean, where the Bronco, yeah. what, what, who's the Broncos quarterback going to be next year? Opening day, is it Jared Stidham? Like, honestly, there is a possibility it could be Jerry. There is. I mean, I would argue with you right now. As I look through this. The most uncertain I am. And and there's there's many places I'm uncertain about quarterback. They might be number one on my list of I I am really uncertain about who's going to be their quarterback. The Bears are either going to be Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. I know that now. I'm not sure which one. I, I'm, am I convinced Arizona's going to be Kyler Murray? Not really, but but kind of. Um, I don't know who the Steelers quarterback is. I don't know who the Raiders quarterback is. Steelers quarterback is Kenny Pickett. Are you sure? Yes. So you don't think they go out and make a move and go Justin Fields or or try to get somebody? You, you think they're sold on Kenny Pickett? Because I flat out don't. They benched him, dude. Mason mm-hmm. Rudolph started in the playoffs. I... Okay. I mean, well, Kenny Pickett's going to be on their roster. What are they doing? They're not cutting the quarterback in a rookie contract. Okay, he might be on their roster. Mason Rudolph's a free agent. You think he's their guy? <coughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you might be right. And I, I'm happy to sit here in August and D- be, is it, be flat it, out wrong. That is one situation where you're not feeling as good as the other ones. I understand that. Okay. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm not a soul. But but okay. So, t- so take them off list. Washington, mm-hmm. who's their quarterback? Atlanta, Tell who's they- their quarterback? Denver, who's their quarterback? Raiders, who's their quarterback? To me, the the Denver thing is the most of all of them. I guess Washington. Where are they going to go back to Sam Howell? Washington's going to draft a quarterback. You can tell me it's going to be one of those three. Atlanta's good. But, I mean, Denver, you guys are in the most, to me, obtrusive situation because I, I just don't know how Russell Wilson goes back into that situation. The coach doesn't like him. He doesn't like the coach. 
City doesn't like him. He's just that guy. I mean, I, I just don't. I, but yet you're 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 strung by this contract. I don't know how he goes back there. He goes back because he's getting paid. Well, he, he likes right, paid. right. No, uh, look, I I understand. Yeah, by the word, I know how he goes back. Right, I'm under contract. Pay me. But I mean, how does that work? How does how do they take him back? How, how does that work there? You think he's the starting quarterback next year? No. Uh, here's the thing. Stidham was supposed to have a 10-game trial last year. They got into this whole thing with Russell Wilson. He started w- winning, and then he only got a two-game trial. All right. So Stidham will start next year. He's got, you think Jared Stidham's your starting quarterback? Next year? That, that's who Sean Payton wants. How do you feel about that? He came in knowing he wanted that guy, so I, I guess I don't love it. I, it wouldn't be my guy, but I do see that that's who he wanted to try out, and he's going to stick with him. So I, Sean Payton knows better than I do, so I, I'll... I'll listen to him on this. All right. Do you good with that? I still think it's crazy that you house Sean Payton and then you fluff everyone up. That, hey, Russell Wilson, this is going to work. And they actually found a way to win games, and yet the entire conversation is, man, we wish we could have played Jared Stidham for 10 games. Like, what is your plan? That's not a plan. I, I can't agree with you more. Oh, Russell Wilson won games, and we feel bad now we didn't get to play Jared Stidham for 10 games? Russell Wilson wasn't the plan. He did. Then Sean he shouldn't Payton, have started played at all. Then, if he, he wasn't the plan, ownership and management wanted him to play. Then That's, why did you hire a guy who didn't want him to play? Because you wanted everything, and you got none. none of that makes sense. <laughs> Not every decision makes sense. When they hired Sean Payton, it was the hottest name out there. They had the money; they bought him. They wanted to make their plan work and his plan work. It didn't work, but that is what the plan was. Sean Payton wanted Jared Stidham to start games. In week seven, moving forward, he wanted a 10-game sample, kind of like Brock Purdy. Didn't get it. Now here we are. So now you burn another year on a 10-game sample with Jared Sidham? That appears to be the plan. That's going to make you puke. It's not a good feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And I understand that was the plan. I don't know how anyone can look at that and be like, this makes sense. We're going to pretend we're going to try to fix Russell Wilson. Then he's going to accidentally win games, and then we're going to act like it was the exact opposite of what we wanted to happen. That's what happens when you have $60 billion. You think you can make sense of something that you can't make sense of. So you can just throw money at it and keep throwing money at it. It's going to fix it. They tried that. Are and you... also use a first-round pick in there to get champagne. Oh, tried yeah. that, too. Uh, yeah. You know, he's also, well, um, you sold on Sean Payton? They, That's first a really round good pick. Question. Which first-round pick did they give up for Sean Payton? That's the one they got for Bradley Chubb. Yeah. like the... The one at the end of the first round. Wow. Miami sent him. You guys sold on Sean Payton? He's fine. Man, for that much money and that much draft pick, he should be better than fine. Don't you think? I mean, he should be damn good, shouldn't he? And this is what I thought they, with what they had to work with and how everyone thinks Russell Wilson is just terrible now. The fact that they competed and won games, I thought that should have been more of a positive than it ended up being as then it came out. You know, we're benching Russell Wilson at the season. We actually wanted Jared Sidham to play all these games instead of going, hey, look what I did. It just feels like this is, none of this is actually what we wanted to happen. We wanted to lose games and then play Jared Sidham for 10 That's games. That's beautiful. I mean, it, it, oh, damn, we won. Oh, damn, we won. All right, 505-246-0610. Bronco fan, who, like, who on earth is your quarterback? Jared Stidham's your guy. Yeah, buddy. Bronco country, let's ride. It's the opening drive on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. 
Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. I like you. Yeah, buddy. Little girl joined the powerlifting team and competed in her first, uh, first awesome. powerlifting meet yesterday. Meet? Tournament? Event? What is it? Competition? Competition. Yeah. She uh, she killed it, dude. I'm getting the feeling that she uh, she is aware of junk <clears throat> miles because she seems to be like an everything <laughs> athlete. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Um, this, this is one of the great testaments of athletics. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story. In, in Addie, um, back in the day, we basically was told she was an athlete. They they put her in the like the low PE group. She says, "Dad, I, I'm a, I'm a horrible athlete." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And they they when she first went to the school, they they test you on like throwing a a baseball and running a mile and long jump and something. And so they put her in the bottom bottom um, PE group and, and kind of you know it was almost a shaming thing, you know. And um, I said, "Babe." None of those kids can hit a golf ball like you. That doesn't matter. None of them can score three goals in lacrosse like you did last week. It doesn't matter, Dad. And she, it was, it was, she was bummed. So she took a plyometrics class that summer, and her goal was to get not be in the bottom bottom PE group. And I remember the next year when I picked her up at, at school and, and the, how was school, and she said, we, well, we had testing for PE today. And uh, I said, all right, how'd it go? She's like, well, I'm not in the bottom group. And I'm like, sweet. She's like, I'm in the A group, like in the top group. Like, she rose, and all of a sudden, she saw how hard work paid off. Like when, when she she played lacrosse when she was in eighth grade, and she tried to play with the seniors. And after golf and cross country, she went up, "Dad, Dad, I can't play with the high school girls." I said, "Yeah, you can." I said, "But, but you can't just come out once a year and pick up a stick and and like they've been playing all year. You just got done playing golf and, and running cross country." I said, "When you get out in the spring and play every day, you'll be fine." I said, "But you better figure it out because you're not quitting." And she looked at me. So she went out and, as an eighth grader, beat out a senior and, and was starting on 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 a really good lacrosse team. And, and she just started to see how the hard work paid off. And that's what she's done with cross country. And now with this powerlifting thing, it's crazy, man. She, you know why she did this? Because um, at track, JJ, you'll, you'll love this. So track last year, the coach came to the distance girls and said, hey, nobody's nobody's throwing the shot put. Any, anybody want to throw the shot? And and the girls all know. And Addie said, well, what do you got to do? Like, I'll, 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 sure. So she went out and she said, Dad, I, I, they gave me a quick lesson and I threw it 15. I'm like, 15 what? She's like, I, I, I don't know. Do they measure in meters? And, <laughs> I, I don't even know. And so she told her cross-country coach the next day and he kind of laughed at her. He says, the shot weighs more than you do, right? She's 106 pounds. And and she's like, really, dude? Like, bleep that. And and she, she went and joined the powerlifting team right then and there. And he was out there yesterday, and he saw her, and and uh, and yeah, it was it was really kind of cool how athletics and and people who listen to this, right? You get sports, right? But you guys with young kids, when you watch them grow, and and she could have quit. I mean, she there's so many stereotypical, but yet not stereotypical stories about how 
she just stayed with it and worked. And you just watched her get better. Just watched her. And and when she sees it, and then she, you know, you see her looking in her mirror, and she's like, "Dad, I'm getting yoked." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you are getting yeah. yoked." And yeah, she puts in junk miles like all summer when she's running out the back door at six a.m. putting in you know five six miles up and down those hills. It's uh, it, it, it's awesome, dude. But that was my first uh, powerlifting meet yesterday. Does the name David Eckstein ring a bell mm-hmm. with you guys? That, yeah, infielder, small dude, played for the uh, Angels for a while. Angels, and then he got an MVP in the World Series with Card. That's right, yeah. He has a very similar story. He was never the biggest, never the strongest, never the fastest, always told he couldn't do it, but he worked harder than everyone. He got a Corvette for MVP of the World Series, man. He, That's beautiful. He, he, it's a beautiful story. It's, it just shows you work hard, you can do it. Sport is not all about being the tallest or strongest or fastest, having the best genes. If you work hard enough, you can get there. And, and I just, I love that. I'm so good for you, Addy. Good, I, good I, I think it, it, it really helped her in everything else, right? I mean, it, it, it it's helped in her habits. And this is where I, I think every, you know, not every, so many athletes will tell you that the discipline that they learn from from sports. And, and, and being an only child, I needed her to, I, I, I didn't need her. I wanted her to be on a, on a, on a team sport, right, to learn the responsibility, the discipline, the you know all, all that stuff that, that goes through it, um, and you know you say cross country powerlifting probably not team sports, but the lacrosse thing really has. But more than anything, in in it, it literally was the the change in the mindset where I can't do this, and I'm like, yeah, actually you can. And watching her work her butt off, and and when it, when it clicked, dude, I I, I belong. And she said when when she walked into that weight room the first time. She told me last night, because I said, I- I'm so proud of you. Like, you know, what you do? She's like, Dad, the first time I walked in, I was so scared. Like, I didn't belong there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't I, I didn't belong in that weight room. And now I-, I watch her, and I was showing her some of the video from last night. She's like, damn, I look like a cocky SOB. I'm like, yeah, you kind of <laughs> do, and I love it. Right? Because you knew you were going to throw that weight around. She PR'd in, in two disciplines yesterday. I- I- just <clears throat> a little bit of, a- and thanks for indulging me in a little bit of a personal story, but it- it- it's, I, I think it- the lesson that you guys probably all, um, you know, parents out there, I'm sure, have these stories. And that's why we put our kids in athletics, right? Absolutely. So it was kind of cool. Um, all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's not a, where I was intending to go with that. No, and, and she is right. The gym is a scary place. I, I actually wandered there yesterday for the first time in like six months. And I look around <laughs> like, scared? Yeah. I, I mean, between us, maybe a little. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, but how do I do here? Yeah, no, I, exactly. I'm, I'm looking around like all these people come here every day. What am I doing here? But, you know, I, I just, I love that story. It, indulge away because that, that's awesome. That, that's badass. I love it. Yeah. She, uh, she's kind of a badass. It, it was pretty cool. All right. Um, Lobos get beat last night in the pit. 86-78. I, I know Lobo fan, you slept in a little bit. You're waking up about now. So let's go. Um, how do you feel about it? What um, what do you go? <laughs> do you know what that means? Where art thou? I don't know. So when don't you agree when someone pays you a lot of money, they expect a lot more from you. Part of the sports debate is certain contracts put you in different levels of performance expectations. Right, that's what yes. you get paid for, right? Yes. There again is Jeff's expression of loads of money spent raises expectations of the paid to excellence. Because you don't pay your long snapper the same amount of money as you do your starting center. So you don't expect excellence out of him? I don't even know. You don't pay your backup tackle the same as your starting tackle because you're 
expecting kind of different levels of their ability. Yeah. All right. Whatever that means. I'll, I'll read them. I'm not afraid of them. I, I mean, hit me all you want. I just have no idea what the hell it means. <laughs> Do you? All right. Um, <clears throat> we'll get back. Jerry Palm's going to be with us at 8.30. CBS Sports' Jerry Palm. Looking forward to having that conversation with him. And uh, when we get back, we'll get into Lobos and Boise State last night. What it means, and I want to look back at what January was. JJ yeah. put an expectation they needed to do X. They did X minus Y equals, we'll get into that next. It's the opening drive and smooth jazz on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.